Gemara. So Tessim and Beis, we are like the seventh wide line down. Beis Ishet Hakshita. Go ahead. Which makes sense because if you shame someone else and you realize what you've done, then you become ashamed. Right? Just by the fact that you, hopefully, if you're a decent person. Right. So, so, so that's why the repetition takes on a, a transitive meaning, where you, um, if you, you can be shamed twice, because once you're shaming them, and the second time you're shaming yourself. Okay. I hear. I hear. Okay. So we, we're going back now to the lakhs of Cholamite. So it's saying that on Cholamayid, we know that you can't do a certain malachas. But we say that it, a woman is allowed to prepare um, her takshitim, her, her own, her, what do you say? Her own. Her own, yes, her, her own ornaments, in other words, for herself. So we're going to be now specific. What are we referring to when we say takshitim? So she's referring to general, either clothing or methods that beautify her body. So turn around. Mm-hmm. Tachshitim, plural, isn't that a burial shroud? Tachrichen. Tachrichen. Yeah. Okay. Ton So we learned in Abraisa, Ilu hein tachshite nashim. These are the tachshite nashim which are permitted to be done adornments. These are the adornments that a woman uh, can do on Yantif, on Cholomayit. Kechelas. So Kechelas is eye makeup. So she can put different color makeup on her eyes. What's it called? Mascara. Upakesas. She can like, separate her hair. We'll see in Rashi. Where's Rashi? Is here. Umavira srak alponeho. And she can put lime on her face um, in order to either remove hairs or to bring a certain color, like make it reddish. If you look at Rashi, Kechelas is like a third of the way down of the skinny lines, the first word on the line. It's yes. Kechelas. So she put this makeup between her eyes. So it should have this reflection, maybe, uh, that that looks beautiful. And Kesses means she, she uh, divides her hair to this direction and that direction. So she makes some sort of split that makes her hair look nice. So some echod kideshe tira duma. So you take one t- a type of uh, like a sam is like a chemical or something like that, a medicine uh, cream kidei shetira duma. So that in order that she should appear to be red. So it's like a a version of blush, which is really instead of putting red onto the skin, it's irritating the skin in a way that makes it naturally red. So. Uh, Bene Neha is not here. I'm assuming Bene Neha means like between the top and the, and the eyelashes. The That's what we're used to. Um, where is Bene Neha? Well, it's not Bene Neha like Tfilin Bene Neha. Because no, nobody does that. Uh, 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 which word is this? This is Kechelis. She paints her eyes. Yes, yeah, so the article doesn't say anything. I'm not sure. And Kedesh, what Rashi says, go back. Kedesh, it says, Kedesh, 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 Kedes
Abdelmos is like Domer? I'm not sure. So what does it mean? What are, what are Domer? Is there a part of the eye that's the Domer? The, 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 I'm not sure. But so it's, but it's a type of of eye maker. So we get the Amri back to the Gemara. A very strak al poneho shomata. So it doesn't mean that she's actually this Russian. This very strak al poneho sam echod. Oh no, sakin actually. Rashi has a gear so. So a very sakin of shomata kidi lahaver sal shomata. So it means that she she uses either a sakin according to Rashi or or according to Argus the Tzrak, um maybe it's lime in order to remove the hairs from that area. So the point is, what's the point? The point is that these are all various forms of. So th- these are not those tachshitin usually referred to as like jewelry or clothing. So these are these types of tachshitin they were making. Doesn't mean that she's making jewelry. It means that she's uh, basically makeup and uh, yeah, basically body maintenance type of things in order yeah in order to make her more beautiful. So now the question is, to what age is, does an eighty-year-old woman have the same hetter? as an 18-year-old girl who's looking to get married. So the martyr jumps right into... So, uh, into they're talking about a married woman, and they say, they say, um, Probably. So, so this, this has nothing to do with the mixer. This is to make herself appealing to her, attractive to her husband. I think so. Says this permitted because it, it 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 is repulsive to have an excess hair growing in that area of the body. Therefore, it's considered to be a requirement for the festival. That's twenty-three. Let's see the story. So she was doing some of these forms of kishutim, putting on some makeup or doing some of these things in front of her daughter-in-law, which some of the farshim say doesn't mean her daughter-in-law was present, but she was of age that she had a married son, and she was still doing all of these things. So Yosef, Rav Huna Bar Rav Chista, Yosef, he sat, Rav Huna Bar Rav Huna, the son of Chenino, Kamei, in front of the Rav Chista, of Rav Chista, and he was sitting, and he was said, we did not learn that the halach of the Mishnah, it was limited, it's referring to a young girl. So she's marriageable age, maybe, or maybe she's already married. Of Zakina, but an old woman like your wife, your wife is so old, nobody cares about her anymore. Why is she doing takshitin? It's not much of her to do it. Omar Lehi, Sarabchisa told him back, Kim, I think, or maybe not, maybe say him, but it's like a lashon of a shvua. It's like he's swearing, no, of course not. Afilu imcha, even your mother. You say, my wife, I'm going to go to your mother. <laughs> your mama. Afilu imadima, even your mama's mama. Afilu imedes al kivra, even if she's standing at her open grave, in other words, she's like a guy, she's on death's bed, death's bed exactly. Still, we say the Allah is that it's mutter and appropriate for her to be busy with takshitim. 
the Amri Inchi, because people say Batshitin Kebatshis, the daughter of 60, in other words, a 60 year old woman. Kebatshis is like a 60 year old girl. They're both equal in regards to like Kal Tavla, to the sound of a musical instrument, of like a cymbal or something like that. Rihata, um, they run. In other words, there's a certain female instinct where they get excited with these types of things. And even though she's so old, she's 60 years old, which, I don't know, nowadays is not so old, or maybe just because I'm getting old, so 60 is not so far away. But um, we say that she still has that type of energy, and therefore it is appropriate for her to have takshitin even at that age. So let's look at Rashi. Hoysa Mekashta. Mikash is the first word on the line. It's talking about the wife of Rechista. So she was doing some of these kishutin that were listed here. In front of her daughter. And she was so old. She That she had a daughter-in-law, the wife of her son. How old do you have to be? My sister-in-law is a grandmother already. And in her young 40s. Not exactly 60, but... But the assumption is that if she's old enough, maybe they, they their family planning was a little bit different than ours. Uh, but they assume that she's old. So so, um, so, the, so who was it that said this? Rav Huna Bar was the one who said, That which we said in the Mishnah. And that was referring to Eliyalda. Bechura, uh, right? A young girl. Shadaka Bakata told him for her to do this. For her, these are things that bring joy on Chalamayid, and therefore it's permissible. But an, an elderly woman, how did your old, ugly wife do this? The Mekashta, your wife is old. So you say, you think my wife is old? Look at your mother. I feel like it's Pesach Kivra Shari Liskashit. It's permissible for her to engage in these ty- in creating in uh, these types of takshitin. Why? Because they say a six-year-old, like a six-year-old, look how tavla riata pirish kishko shazum. Also, it's the sound of shaking of the bell. Just like a six-year-old runs to the music, so a six-year-old also. Interesting. I wonder if there's any data to support this. Not that we need it. We're saying takshitin is something that's important and necessary, um, regardless of age. Yeah, you, some, I have to tell you that I've seen in the nursing home, you can see, you know, really old people in their 80s, 90s, sometimes beyond that. And the women, as long as they had some, their, they were some level of sanity, then they would, they are still very busy with their necklaces and with this and that. And they're not exactly on the market, but, but the men, the same age, they're not really so careful about their appearance, appearance and their hygiene, even if they're entirely present with no dementia. Alert and oriented. 
so uh, yeah, I'll just say it. The mother doesn't need my haskam either, but the bottom line is this nafkumin ala halacha. The way this applies in Allah is that it's permissible for any woman of any age to make takshit and al-Khalamaid. Okay, next Gemara. So, the Mishnah said, where's the Mishnah again? Turn back a hundred, oh here, the Mishnah's on Chesm and Beis. So we said, And then the next thing was, Excuse me. So if we look at Rashi in the mission there, so if he was like right in the middle. So we said, even like make takshit, and if he says, tossed, that is now to put lime on your face, for a woman to put lime on her face, that is not permissible. She may not apply lime to her skin as a depilatory. Is that a word? Depilatory. Depilatory? Oh, depilatory. What does that mean? Here, removal. Oh, thank you. I know things every day. Oh, I know things. This was the purpose of line application, according to the explanation of Tesis Yontif. However, Talmud Rebbe Chimi Parsi explains that line was, was applied to face to create a reddish complexion. Okay. So, if you look at Rashi, Lit Tosid, Besid, Mivanesh Nivahu, Esla Akshar Ramaychi, Tosid, Besid Mitzaris. I think we discussed this then, that we say it's Nivahu, that's like disgusting to her, that as long as it's on her, she looks a bit repulsive with the stuff on her face. And, and, or, it causes pain. I don't know if it's pain while it's on, or it's pain probably while, when they remove it. So it's like a waxing type of thing. So Rebhuda says that, you're right, it might, the result might be wanted. Maybe, so she's going to have that reddish complexion that she's looking for. Or she's going to have hairs that won't be there and her skin will be beautiful. But since, until that happens, it looks ugly and it's painful, it's not permitted to do that on Yantif. So, so what's Shehita Sudbasid Umitz Ta'eret? Is that a different reason? Are you on Rashi in the Mishnah? Okay, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to read it. I uh, understand what you're saying. Is it? Is it, it saying it, that it, the nevil is that she is in in pain? That's the nevil. It's not an appearance thing. I'm not sure because Rashi seems to be saying almost two different things. Right. Because. Um, <laughs> If you're saying that it's painful, then why say nivel? Nivel doesn't mean pain. Nivel means... Rashi seems to read that the reason why it's nivel is because she has pain. That's how it seems to read. But because that logically doesn't work... Um, oh, yes, it does. It does? Why? That's what... If you trans- think of evil as disgusting. Right. It's disgusting in that it causes her pain. So why do you have to talk about disgusting, then? Just talk about that's pain. He should say, Rabbi should say, That's what, that's what, according to Raji, that's basically what we mean. means that it causes pain. Okay, that could work. How do they explain here? Let's just look for a minute. 
Uh, it's actually, it's an idea here. So I think Rashi is saying two things. It's Nivol Shehi Tosud Besid. She's covered with this plaster. That's the Nivol. And in addition to that, it's Mitzvah. So if you look at 22, since the lime is disfigurement while it's on her, and it therefore causes her distress. Uh, maybe it's not painful. Mitzvah doesn't have to, it doesn't mean pain. It means that while it's on her, she's uncomfortable with the fact that it's on her because she looks terrible. Yeah, that, that's for Rashmi. So it really is the same thing. It's not that the pain is emotional pain, not physical pain. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, thank you. So the word says like this. We learned in a bright so quoting the same Rabbi a woman cannot put this lime. On Yamtev, on Cholamay, on Shinebahu. Where are you reading? I'm reading the Gemara. Yes. Okay, you just okay. So, a little slower, please. Sorry. Tanya, we're going to Narayza. Rabbi Huda says, Loi Isha, Loi Tosid, a woman cannot apply this lime. Bemayid is the word that the Bach adds in. On because it's nivel to her. I'm trying to just see what the Bach does here. Okay. But Rabbi Huda agrees that it is permissible. with lime, that she has the ability to remove it, to peel it off, on that that type of lime, that she will. She actually peels it off on Chalamite. Even though right now it pains her. She's happy after a time even on Chalamite. So in other words, if Chalamite starts on Sunday, she applies the lime on Sunday and Monday, she leaves it on maybe. And then on Tuesday she removes it and she could enjoy the result for the rest of Chalamite and the rest of Yantav. So since this is a short-lived, uh, relatively short-lived experiment, and even though there was pain, but the gain was also on the Cholomite, so that's doing it for Cholomite. So overall, we regard this action as an action of Simcha, even though initially it's not, she's not happy because she doesn't like to walk around with lime on her face, but since at the end of the day it's going to be um, removed on Cholomite, then it's permissible. Tirashi. Um... Actually, let's see Rashi, Shinivel Hula. So here's another Rashi on why is it Nivel? The line starts in Rashi. You found it? Shekinai Hula. So it's like this, it's shameful, it's a disgrace for her. Vanivel Basid. And what's the Eretz Basid? Let's learn it like we learned in the Mishnah. That she, she's just uncomfortable walking around that way. So you see that if it's the type she if this is the type of lime that can be removed, so then we say that even though right now she's uncomfortable with the sid, but she will rejoice, she will enjoy the result after a period of time has elapsed. As long as it's on on Yantif, the safe Hamayid, then the Mayid, after she, she peels off as the sid, the lime, Shetafla. Uh, 
much what that means. I guess the, that she that she applied. Because it removes here actually says there's two benefits. Right? So it removes hairs. It also makes the hair look um, healthier and younger. I think the Pasuk, I don't know if it's Rashi says this week's Pasha maybe. But by sorrow. Before she had Yitzhak, so it says that uh, that she was saying that she she didn't ha- she wasn't physically. I think Rashi uses this lashon that when she got young again, since this lime brings her joy at a later time. Oh yeah, so here it's clearly the teflim is to apply it. Therefore, it's permitted permissible. To apply it on Cholamite, even though right now it's painful to her. So, basically, we're saying that although Rabbi Huda does say that if it's just going to be painful, and I, don't, I guess the other option was that she will not be able to remove it until after Yantif. So, that is not permissible because she, she's just causing herself pain. But if she will be able to enjoy the benefits, so then we say that it's permissible. So this is a svara which the Gemara is going to show. It applies to other halakhas as well. That do we say that a person would prefer a little bit of pain now for gain down the road? And we're we're putting Rabbi Huda, we're asserting that Rabbi Huda does hold like that. Good so far. Um, so what's the failures? We're reading Rashi. Rashi, the moed was so famous. We are sure she keeps lasso. It's a seed. She tefila lefish. Lefish means she tefila. That means it means that she applied. Is he is he clear? Okay. Lefish mesir esasar magenas abasar ba'huil the high seed nish. So it brings her joy. Okay. So that's the concept there. The whole that for that eventual gain, that pain will be permitted. Hold on, where are we up to here? Yes, yeah, so the Gemara says now, Umi Isle the Rabbi Huda Haisfara. I'm going to get a shtem. Mm-hmm. And does Rabbi Huda really subscribe to this Haisfara? Right. Does he really hold of this Haisfara that? We permit um, pain now for simcha later on. Uh, hold on. Oh, here, here. the Rabbi holds of this reasoning, but none have we not learned in the Mishnah. I think, yeah, the Mishnah says, Rabbi Huda says. Nifra in Mehen. So over there, the Mishnah of Adazar is talking about 
are the permissible and prohibited interactions with a non-Jew on the day of their holidays. So there's certain, th- and the concern of there is that if you're going to bring them unexpected joy or bring them at levels of joy, you may be the direct cause for them to go to the be over of a desara. They're going to think they're of a desara. One of the shavmas b'neinayach is of a desara. So even a guy is not permitted to be over of a desara. And a yid cannot assist in that process. The amount of a desara discusses the death of neiver, maybe something else. But if Yankel goes over to to uh, Christopher and he, and he says and he let's say he pays him back a loan, that might be a problem. That's what this mission is talking about. So the mission says, Nifroin mayhem, you can you can demand payment and receive payment from them, even if it's immediately preceding its error of one of their chagim. Why? Because when they pay you back, paying when they pay back their debt, that's painful for them. They have to part from their money. So therefore, there's no concern that they're going to go afterwards and thank their Abedazara and, and do any extra service as a result of what you did. So Umar Lai, they responded to Rabbi Yehuda, even though right now he's not happy, because right now he had to take money, his hard-earned money, and part with it. And give it to uh, to to Yankel to give it to the Yid, but after the time when his debt is paid up and he can sleep at night with a clean conscience and rebuild his financial life, he's happy. So what do you see? So you see the Rabbi Huda clearly does not hold it that far. It's all because Rabbi Huda held it that far. He would not permit. He would not permit. So in other words, I guess Lachazman doesn't mean a hundred years down the road. Because you're giving it the day before their holiday. But it means that maybe initially it's a painful experience, but by the time the holiday rolls around, within 24 hours already, he's going to realize that, okay, it wasn't, I didn't enjoy the process of paying, but now that it's paid. Where, where do you get their holiday? What do you mean, where do you get their holiday? No, you said. Um, the mission of a desire that is discussing. Oh. Uh, the first mission of a desire. The holiday of non Jews? Yes. Oh, okay. So we're talking about the day before one of their holidays. What are the things that a Jew is allowed to do and not allowed to do with a non-Jew? And, and the question or the general criteria is we don't want a Jew doing something that's going to cause uh, joy to the non-Jew because at this time, because he, he, the Jew will cause the non-Jew to go to his uh, church or whatever and he's going to go do extra of a desire on his, to his credit. Which, even though he's a non-Jew, he's not permitted to do that. And the Jew is not permitted to cause the non-Jew to do that. So the question is, is this act of paying back a, a debt, paying back a loan, is that a joyous occasion? And then he might come and, and, um, and then he might come and thank his Avadzara for it, or is it not a joyous occasion? Judah says it's not a joyous occasion. So you, you can't pay them back, but you could receive payment. But then the Chacham is what are you talking about? Yeah, maybe for a moment it's not enjoyable, but by, by the time the next day comes around, he's going to say, thank God, I'm done with that Jew. So therefore they say it's a problem. But you see clearly, Rabbi Huda does not subscribe to and therefore, why over here is it permitted to apply the line 
on Cholmite, even if you're going to remove it, if Rebuta says that the, what's going to happen later of Semech Lachazman, it doesn't count. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the Gemara. You understand the Gemara's Kasha? Yeah, yeah. So, so the, the simple answer is because the joy that comes after the Sid is removed is already present when the joy, when the Sid is placed on the skin. It's like a woman goes in for a nose job. She's happy when she's going into surgery. Right. She's happy going in, even though she knows painful. she's going to be in pain. So she's happy to go through with the process. But, right. And pain back alone, maybe the same thing. Right. He knows that he's going to walk out debt free. Maybe he's also happy. Right. So, so yet, Rabbi Huda doesn't subscribe to that far. Right. Hey, how you going to make this swear? What? He's a thief. Maybe it is a good question. I thought there was a distinction. <laughs> the distinction between... Between the case of putting on lime and paying back a debt. Where paying back a debt, Rabbi Huda will hold, is a painful experience. And the simcha that you have later on um, will not cause a good to go and think as a desire. Because at the end of the day, it's too painful. But over here... Okay, I'm not sure. I thought I had a clear distinction. Okay, so let's leave it. So the bottom line is, Gemara is like coining this like a, a general opinion. Because I thought it was case specific. It depends what you're discussing. Discussing the joy of being debt free versus the pain of parting from your hard earned money. That's one thing. And then over here we're discussing the pain of looking weird with the stuff on your face and maybe the pain of it being on your face versus the enjoyment of not having those hairs and having flushed skin. I hear Rabbi Yehuda, but but I don't think it's 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 um, comparable. No, I don't think it's it's necessary. I mean, you could say every time you buy something in a store, it causes you pain. If you buy the, uh, a new suit, so it's causing you pain. You're paying for it. You're not wearing the suit, but. Knowing you're gonna wear it makes you happy. Okay. So, so uh, I don't really hear Rabbi Yehuda's argument as as compelling. By paying back the debt. Yeah, I mean you're happy when you're re you're resolving the debt. You're gonna get back your star, and you now own your house. Burn the mortgage. Like, did you ever pay off a, a car in installments? Yes. So the, don't you get joy out of writing the very last check? Yes. Yes, you know. So let's see what the Gemara does with this. I hear, I hear what you're saying. Let's see what the Gemara does with this. So the Gemara says, I'm Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. Rav Nachman, the son of Yitzchak, says, Hanach lehilchas mayed, leave the halachas of cholamayed, the cool who that all the halachas of Cholamite meter akshav cause pain initially, and they only cause joy later on, they are. And therefore, what? Therefore, even though generally the may not subscribe.
to the concepts of smech achshav and meitzah achshav smech lachazman. By cholamid, he will agree. Why is this? So let's look at Rashi. The front So around ten lines before they get wide. First word on the, on the lines with Sira Akshav. Yes. Umiyasla hold of that Sfar. Afal Gav Akshav Does he hold of that? So in the front Mehem This is not referring to Kutim, referring to Gaim. Biem Chagam on the day of their holiday. I thought it was the day before. I guess now I guess it's the day of their holiday. Mepnei Shehu Mitzair, because he's 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 in pain. They call Adam Shepareya. Anyone who pays Mitzair is in pain. Avolim Shalmim Lahem, Momen. You cannot pay to them money. Biem Chagum on the day of their holidays. Vishem Misam Chosam. Biem Chagum because you are causing them to rejoice on the day of their holiday. Umayda Lave Dezara. And they will go and give thanks to Avadizar. Okay, the preacher that the sex of Avadizar, as is explained in the Gemara, in the sect of Avadizar, that that is the problem. So this is That's a question in the Gemara there. I don't remember. Because the question is do you have Lifnaivir on a guy? Which that may, may not be the case. But, but um, so. Goyim have uh, a chiv to recognize Kodesh Baruch Hu, Yes. Right? And they have an Isser of the Chayv Misa. Any of the Shemas of Bnei The question is, if you really want to know for a minute, the real question is, of what's Lifni Iver? I think Lifni Iver, is it don't cause someone else to trip? Or if you cause someone else to trip, what he's doing is as if you're doing it. That, maybe something like that. The distinction is supposed to be that if it's a guy. I don't know, but I just remember that there was a question if it's Lefnever or if it's something else. Okay. But either way, it's clear from the Mishnah that you cannot cause a guy to be evident of a desire. So, so, so. Yes, the Mar says, the Kulu Hanukkah Hilchas Mayit. Hold on, I skipped the Rashi, right? <coughs> I did, I'm sorry. Rashi in the skin, th- three lines from the end of the skinny lines. So, Sameach Lachazman, he's happy later on. Why? Shepardlai, because he paid him. But mind it from me, so why could you be paid from them if he's happy? That, that's what they asked Rabbi Huda. How could you, Rabbi Huda, say that's permissible to go and uh, get paid back from a guy? If at the end of the day it's going to be an enjoyable experience for him. Alva Rabbi Yehuda, Le'isay Ha'isvara. Rabbi Yehuda does not hold of that reason, the first wide line, right? Mishum Shemitra Achshom. Shari says, since right now it's painful, it's permissible. Le'isay Ha'isvara, say, how does he hold of this reason? Gabay Tipol, in regards to applying this Takshitim, Afagav Shemitra Achshom, even though now it's painful for her. Smechi Yelachazman. He'll enjoy it later. So basically what we're saying is that just like Rabbi Yehuda holds regarding paying back a debt, that we focus on the pain of today versus the gain of tomorrow, so too, we should say the same thing by, by Tavshitin. So you so should, should say the same thing <coughs> that should not be permissible. So Mar says, the Kulu Hilkos I'm sorry, Hanach the Hilkos 
and the second one is on leave the halachas of Cholamayit. Why? Lahachi Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Hachad Ashari. This is why Rabbi Yehuda said here that it's permissible. Afal Pishahimetzira. Why? The Kula Hilchas All the halachas of Cholamayit, the Shari that are permissible. Mishum Haytaima. For this reason, Nami Shari. Permissible for this reason. Kigayim. Afia. So it's kind of like what you were saying before about buying stuff. Afia, baking, bishul, cooking. The matzara hashter, right? No, it's, it's painful. Painful doesn't mean it's physically painful. It just means it's work. Mavashal is cooking, is baking. So the reason why it's permissible is not for the process of baking and cooking. The reason why it's permissible is the smechu. It's enjoyable. You're going to eat that which he baked and cooked on yantifs. That's the hatif. So, you know, you know, the woman doesn't necessarily want to be in the kitchen the whole day. But everybody enjoys uh, eating the food and that was cooked and baked on Cholmite. So basically what Rabbi Huda is saying, what the Gemara is saying to explain Rabbi Huda, is that all malach that was permitted on Cholmite is basically in this framework where we permit doing work, which by definition, I guess, all work really is... Difficult, challenging, requires a level of exertion. Um, it's not relaxing. We're just watering um, down or, or redefining what mitzira means. Because we're moving away from pain and we're kind of redefining it as effort. So cooking is, is tsar. It's not tsar, it's effort. Afia is effort. Well, I mean, you know, you're thinking of cooking in your kitchen. Right? It probably was sour. You know, you're standing around a fireplace, not a fireplace, you know, like a, you know, there's a ring of rocks and there's a, probably a big pot. It's hot. It's, it's probably... Yeah, you're saying that in a more primitive situation, there probably was yeah. a level of pain involved. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's saying, so therefore all the halachas of Cholomai do have a level of pain, and therefore, basically we're saying that even if you generally don't subscribe to that svara, and you, and you don't look at the eventual game, by halachas Cholomai you would. Mm-hmm. And that's why Rabbi Yudah does this. Okay. Ravina uh, Amar, so now we're back to the Gemara. So Ravina is going to, the line starts to cool whom? Around 12 lines from the bottom. Ravina is going to give a different answer to the question of Rabbi, to the apparent contradiction, Rabbi Huda. What does it mean, Hanach, leave, leave behind the halacha of Cholomite? We leave behind the halachas of Cholomite and don't compare them to other halachas in Shas. Oh, okay. So even though by the Zara, we might say one thing over here is different. Ravina, Ravina says another uh, solution to the stira in Rabbi Huda. Kuti, a guy, for paying la'ilametzar, is always upset. So even though maybe we might have an enjoyment of paying off our last payment, a guy does not. That's not politically correct. Right? Basically, we're saying that Gim don't enjoy paying off debt, mm-hmm. or not to the same degree as as you didn't do. At least not paying off debts to Jews. You're not paying off. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Ha! Because otherwise, you, I mean, I'm sure you know this from your line of work. 
you probably have spoken to a non-Jew or two, and I'm sure they derive tremendous benefit, they, they, they enjoyment from paying off debt. The very famous guy, you know, you know, Reb Dave Ramsey. I, should, I shouldn't say Reb, the guy, but his his whole show is about becoming debt free, and he brings on people. I think every week or whatever his radio show and TV show, um, he brings people on and they they do the debt free scream, and you know. A family of four, three, six years ago, we had how much debt? $237,000. And now, what did he do? We got a second job, we didn't eat, we starved, he moved into a trailer park or whatever. And now, how much he owe? Nothing. And then he gives them the honor to yell on top of their lungs, I am debt free. And so, some of them are probably not Yidin. Most of them are probably Yidin. That's what, maybe what you're saying is true. That uh, when we're saying that there's no joy... For a guy, it means that there's no joy when they're paying back to a yid. Let me just see if our school discusses this at all, because uh, a with regard to payment, is always distressed. 32, 33, the adulterer is always distressed when he's forced to repay a loan, for this ends his chance of being able to retain the money illegally by defaulting on his obligation. Okay, that's Rashi, except yet in this case, a lime, that's something else. Interesting. So you're saying the pain is that he's actually going to have to pay. Right. Interesting. Omar of Yehuda. Hold on here. It's 929. All right, it's a whole new Gemara here. I guess we, we could start until they kick us out. Right. Amr Yehuda So young girls, young Jewish girls, that he, they reached the maturity, puberty, but they're not yet 12 years old. They didn't reach the eight years. So then the, the problem was that they would want to remove hairs that are a sign of their physical maturity because they're not yet of age. And it was considered to be some sort of level of Im- embarrassment. So they had to figure out solutions to remove the hairs. And you had a word for that before. Arsgal had a word for that before. Zanias, so if they're poor, typhlus is and besit, then they would use lime. And they would apply, here's the word typhlus, right? They would apply the lime. Ashiras, the rich ones, typhlus is and besilus. They would use flour, but it's and They would use some sort of oil. 